From the Tag Creative Group Studios, Toyota presents the Pro Hockey West Report. The Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by the Tag Creative Group, your one-stop shop for unique designs or that one-of-a-kind gift idea for yourself or someone special. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, Las Vegas' best barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, the Valley's experts for all things hockey. Find any of our Three Valley locations and more at BehindTheMask.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek. Order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. Top Golf. Go to TopGolf.com to play the world's greatest golf courses and more, all in one place. Jets Pizza, with over 400 locations in 20 states, better pizza because it has to be. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. By Toyota, support the dealers that support hockey in your community. Finlay and Henderson, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, Peterson in Fort Collins, Colorado, and Desert Toyota in Tucson. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Book your stay now at any of our locations around the world at Caesars.com. The Pro Hockey West Report presented by Toyota is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. From the TAG Creative Group Studios, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another Thursday night, which means it's another edition Another episode, if you will, of the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Temecula, California, where it's a beautiful 85 degrees right now at 9 p.m. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where, Stephen, do you have any idea what happened one month ago tonight? Well, I was going to say it's it's perfect hockey weather because it's about 108 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> what happened a month ago? Uh, let me see. Let me let me think here. Uh, oh, oh, I know. The uh, the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's and, so you know, forgettable, I, 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 right? I, it's so forgettable. You just can't remember. And I was there too, and I and it just kind of you forget about it. it. It was one whole month ago. Oh, you did not. You did not forget about it. Forget that stuff. You may have forget about the exact day, but you did not forget about the event. I know more than that. <laughs> I know I'm forgetting my summer hibernation. I know that. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> the hibernation is history. It never happened. It never came. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, there is no such thing in the world we of hockey. The, we need the off-season news to slow down so I can I can get one in. No, no, we don't. We we need to rock and roll this thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so many things to talk about Another tonight. We'll never week. get slow we'll never week. get through half of what we need to talk about. But um, we're going to start tonight. What's that? That we're going to have to do a show next week then too. Yeah, we have to do. We have to do a show every week. <laughs> that doesn't change. <laughs> so anyway, the AHL announced their schedules today or yesterday. Yesterday, right? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. 
Yeah. And uh, so I thought we'll just go through some of the highlights. I mean, you can go to their websites or the AHL.com and find out uh, all of your favorite teams and games and opponents and all that stuff. But I thought what we do is just take a couple minutes with each team, spend the first half or so, a little more than the first half of the show, and uh, talk about some highlights. So we'll kind of alternate through them. You can give your thoughts on what I give you, and I'll give you my thoughts on what you give me. So, uh, well, before we do that, Scott, let me let me just show it from the AHL website. Let's kind of give you a whole a look of the from a whole league perspective of the AHL. Okay. So, fire away. So, well, no, there's a couple of things here. There's so so regarding this year, uh, schedule. There's going to be uh, twelve games on October thirteenth. That's when the regular season begins. That's a total of thirty games over opening weekend. Okay. The Hershey Bears, of course, are the Calder Cup champs. They're going to raise their twelfth Calder Cup championship banner when they open up their season at the uh, Giant Center against the Belleville Center. So that'll be a giant night. Oh, see what I did there? Okay. Oh, nice one. Will there be lots of chocolate, too? Maybe. maybe. Okay, now this is interesting. This is significant. How about this? The 50,000th regular season game in American Hockey League history is going to take place on Saturday, January 17th, which is also the first of two days this season, of which all 32 of the league's teams will be in action. There are also 16 games scheduled for Saturday, April 6th. So uh, you talk about needing uh, multiple screens. Of course, our, our, ours is the Pacific Division, but still, be, every team will be in action. I wonder what the, who's, who's got the pleasure of being that 50,000th game. Uh, so that'll be uh, cool to, uh, to have that. Um, some other notes, uh, if you want to know, the Syracuse Crunch, they're, they're opening their 30th season this, this season, and uh, we'll start their season with Utica on the 13th. Um, okay. Uh, we'll go down here. How about this? The the the, a- the AHL All Star Classic this season, the 2024 AHL All Star Classic is going to be hosted by the San Jose Barracuda, at uh, that'll be Sunday February 4th and Monday February 5th at Tech CU Arena in San Jose, California. Of course, that's the second year of Tech CU Arena being there, so they're going to get the uh, AHL All Star Classic. So that'll be fun, and we hope to be there for that uh, if we can on that weekend. Uh, so or, and then uh, and then this, there'll be an outdoor game. Uh, on the 13th of January, between the Charlotte Checkers and the Rochester Americans, it's going to be at Truist Field, which is the home of minor league baseball's the Charlotte Knights, and it's going to be the 12th outdoor game in AHL history. Uh, so that's cool. And then, and then there's a breakdown of every of how many games each day of the week, so that's pretty cool. The, the most days of the week, as you can imagine, uh, we'll have games is Saturday. There'll be 389 games on Saturdays, uh, 329 on, on Friday. Uh, there's... So and there's even some during the week too because I know that'll be good for you have some weekday games or it mix in with your NCAA responsibilities. There'll be 191 games on Wednesday, so that's another b- pretty common day with AHL schedules to have that kind of like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday kind of thing, uh, a lot of times. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad they chose that outdoor game to be in Charlotte and not Rochester because that could have been a mess. Rochester, New York, can get a lot of snow that time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already wondering what it's going to be like in Seattle on New Year's Day for the Winter Classic because it can be pretty cold rainy, and rainy, cold and rainy in Seattle <laughs> in this in January, and you try to do an outdoor game in that kind of weather will be fun. I, I, I don't think I don't think uh, T-Mobile Park has a roof either, and I don't, I, so I don't, or maybe it does. I have to, I don't remember. Yeah, so. I believe it does. I believe it does. I don't know if they'll have so, it closed. So but, have they uh, closed. that would that to me that would seem kind of like defeat the per. I mean, I, I know it's still an outdoor game and. and and you're in a baseball stadium and everything, but if you've got the roof closed, doesn't that kind of take away some of the the fun of it being an, an outdoor game? If, if the roof, yeah, has I, I would think so. I would think so, for certain. It's I mean, gonna have more. 
It's going to have more to mullet. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Both places have uh, our Las Vegas ballpark here uh, has more seats than the Mullet Arena here. <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's not, let's not jump on that bandwagon right off the get-go. They made news uh, today. Okay, they, they made news okay today. so here's how we're going to do the uh, the Pacific Division. I will start with Abbotsford, the Abbotsford Canucks, as they also would be, of course, announcing their schedule. Um, some interesting things from them. Uh, they're going to open on Friday, October 13th, against the Lavelle Rocket. Uh, which is kind of cool. Following those two games, they're going to return to Abbotsford and host the Calgary Wranglers for two games. And that's going to start off that rivalry, which already started last season. Um, And and really, um, that home opener uh, on Friday, October 20th, be the first time those two teams faced off since the AHL's Pacific Division semifinals. And and Calgary's going to have a new coach, too. They will. They will, and that'll still be uh, a real battle. Of course, Abbotsford being in Canada, uh, their Canadian competition is there. They've got to play a total of 20 games against Canadian opponents. So teams like Manitoba, Moose, uh, the Lavelle Rocket uh, will be playing a, a home-and-home series. Uh, they'll also have, of course, Calgary for a total of 12 times. And, um, you know, that that's going to be an interesting thing because the Canadians like to have the Canadian feel and this will give them the opportunity to do that. But then it's back to uh, Pacific Division rivals. 64 games uh, consisting of eight games, four home and four away against uh, Bakersfield, Colorado, Henderson, Ontario, um, Coachella Valley. Uh, they'll also meet four times each with uh, San Diego, San Jose, and Tucson. So that's the meat of the AHL Pacific Division, obviously. But, um, you know, some things that are kind of cool about that is the fact that they will get some Canadian play and they'll open against the Rocket in Lavelle. Um, your thoughts on, on just that, Stephen, that playing playing some Canadian games and opening with a, a game like that? Well, I think, it, I think it makes sense. I think, you know, the, the Canadian cities, uh, if they have that opportunity to play, uh, they take advantage of that because it's – Maybe the travel's a little bit better. I mean, I mean, Lavelle is what on the other side of the, the Providence. They're on the other side of the country there in uh, in Canada, but uh, pretty much. But well, I guess it's kind of. In the, but uh, it's still it's it's probably easier to fly there than to fly into the into the states. I mean, it's I think it's it's great for the uh, for the I think for the AHL to have that uh, to have those Canadian teams have those rivalries, so to speak, or have those matchups uh, to maybe increase that. Uh, rivalries between the different Canadian teams because obviously we know how big the sport is up there in Canada. So the more you have an opportunity to feed off of that with the Canadian teams that are in the NHL, I think it's it's it only can be a, a good thing for the league overall. Two other highlights I want to mention. Um, and, and the they other will... thing too is that the travel thing is always a thing, so you can't do it too, but at least you know you can kind of manage it a little bit. I, you would see it more, I think, but obviously we know how the the travel is in the in the expenses can be for the AHL. Uh, which is why we don't see a lot more interdivision or or other conference matchups throughout this regular season. But but in this case, it's great that there, there's some of that uh, up there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Abbotsford will also host at least one home game this year on every day of the week. Uh, so how's that? They're they're going seven days a week. Uh, they're going to play at least one home game on every day. 
So, uh, the, the, you know, obviously Monday they're going to play just a, a one game at home. Uh, Thursday they'll play two, Sunday three, uh, Tuesday five, Wednesday six, and then Friday a seven, and, of course, 12 Saturday games. So that's kind of interesting that they will play a game uh, every day of the week at home this year, which is kind of cool. They'll also have uh, a lot of the 21st against the San Diego Gulls. So that will be a nice little stretch um, post-New Year, if you will, to uh, get them rolling. So that's uh, kind of the, the quick summary of the Abbotsford Canucks. Take us over to Bakersfield. What do you got? Well, for the Condors, they will – oh, first of all, the other thing I want to say too – oh, this is – I'm going to go back to here here. I pulled up the, the release. I have to say, kudos to a lot of the teams that did uh, schedule release videos. Uh, those are always fun to watch and see how teams do that. I think you see, obviously, at the AHL level, more, uh, how fun the teams are able to do that. Uh, and there were some good ones. I, I didn't get a chance to watch them all. But I know that, uh, of course, I watched Henderson's, uh, and, and they just outdid themselves again. Everybody watched that one. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little W. There's no, and there's no um, – and we could get to this maybe later in the show. There's no, uh, I think there's a reason why they're winning awards, which we saw them do this week with some of their production stuff, getting some awards this week in a conference and stuff. So uh, I think we see why uh, they do a great job. And this this year was no exception with the uh, with the little WWE type, uh, you know, whatever that not quite it's another wrestling thing kind of theme with the battles and everything with with Ryan McCormick doing the commentary. So that was kind of cool and. And uh, and some other t- I saw two songs as well. Meep meep uh, sitting at a fine dining, t- getting getting served different platters and and serving up different things for the different teams. So uh, so some great stuff there. And, and like I said, every I think every team did one or almost every team did. One. I didn't have a chance to see them all yet, but uh, just some great things from what I was able to see. As we kind of go into to Bakersfield's now, and you know they're they're going to play seventy two games. Every team plays seventy two games, so we know that. Um, but uh, they are going to play. Uh, they're going to have the start the season on the road at Coachella Valley on Friday, October 13th. Uh, that's going to be their first game of the season. Um, they're going to battle. Yeah, let, me, let me say this. I, I waited just a little bit on this, but Friday, October 13th. Oh, yes. <laughs> that that Friday the 13th, you're going to play a bunch of hockey games. You're going to start a season. Man, oh, man, take care of your players, folks. You don't want any injuries on Friday the 13th. No, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of teams are starting on the 13th. I think that's when the – Everything gets. I know the we'll get to the Silver Knights and they're gonna start. So everybody's kind of starting that weekend. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be fun. But it's it's gonna be uh, ten opponents this year for the uh, Bakersfield Condors. Um, they're gonna have. Let's see here. Let's look through here real quick. They're gonna highlight by two dozen weekend home dates. Uh, so they're gonna do that. They're gonna have uh, the the home opener for the twenty sixth season of Bakersfield Condors hockey, and they're in the uh, in, that, in that area on the. Um, um, in Kern County there. It's a Saturday, October 21st. And then, uh, of course, Teddy Bear Toss, always a popular promotion uh, night for teams to do at, at this level. And the uh, Teddy Bear Toss for the Condors will be on Saturday, November 25th. That's the uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, they'll be the, they do a, they usually do a field trip day, the Condors, it looks like, or they're, or they're, We'll do one if they haven't done one in the past. They are going to do one this year on the December 12th at 10.30 a.m. against the Colorado Eagles, so a little morning uh, hockey there on December 2nd, or December 12th, excuse me. Um, 
they're going to have games on the 20th, 22nd, 27th, 29th. So those, those stuff, but games right around the holiday, um, some other stuff too. But it's yeah, Friday and Saturday, 7 p.m. They're going to have uh, they're going to have one Sunday home game this year on February 18th, and that's going to be at uh, 5 p.m. But uh, let me look at the schedule here real quick. I guess going through it real quick, they're pretty much going to play every they'll play every divisional opponent. I'm uh, looking real quick because they didn't I didn't see. A summary kind of thing. I'm looking to see if they have any games outside of the outside of the division. Uh, I'm looking real quick here. I don't see anything. It looks like it's mostly going to be divisional divisional games for the Condors this year. So um, yeah, it looks that way. Oh yeah, they're going to play Texas. They will play Texas, so they'll go outside of the division there and play Texas uh, away on the second and fourth of second and third of February. They'll play uh, at uh, Texas in Cedar Park, and then. I believe they'll host. Obviously, they'll host them too, and I'm trying to find when that is. But uh, other than that, I don't really see uh, they're going to play just divisional opponents. Oh, there it is. The first and the second of December, they'll host uh, Texas. So um, we're seeing a little. Well, I think I want to go to a field trip day. I think that's kind of cool. I, I might have to make that one. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you fit in right with a bunch of bunch of kids. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of cool. So anyway, that's what the Bakersfield Condors do. If you want to see everything, go right to their website uh, and and take a look and, and pick out all your favorite games. Uh, we'll jump over to Windsor, Colorado. Actually, Loveland, Colorado, but the offices are now in Windsor for the Colorado Eagles, who will have a new head coach. Um, that will be fun for them to start things off. And uh, they're going to start on the road as well, Stephen. They're going to go play the Grand Rapids Griffins on the 13th of October. Uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that's a, a new opponent for them, um, and they'll have a chance to do that right to open the season and, uh, and then come on back home and uh, get their first opportunity to play in front of the home fans with their cowbells in Colorado as they host Grand Rapids on Friday, October 20th. So uh, they'll get a home-and-home home with that, so uh, playing, that new So they're opponent. starting the season with a home-and-home. Home. The, the, they're going to go to Grand Rapids to start the season, and then the following weekend – Grand Rapids comes there and plays them. Is that right? Yes. Yes, correct. Um, so in addition to the two games against... Coachella, of course, Abbotsford, San Jose, Henderson, the Iowa Wild, which have uh, become pretty good rivals with them as well. Uh, San Diego, Bakersfield, Ontario, Tucson... Uh, all at the BEC, which, of course, is the Budweiser Event Center. Uh, Eagles will also travel for meetings against the same 13 teams on the road. So um, 13 different opponents will visit northern Colorado. And um, when you look at their longest homestand, it's a six-game stretch from November 24th until uh, December 9th. And then again from the uh, 12th of January to the 21st. And in March, they'll have their third six-game homestand uh, from March 15th to March 30th. So uh, if you want to catch uh, games in Colorado, that's a great time to do it. Uh, six-game road trips or homestands three different times. They'll also have uh, a couple of six-game road trips. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. Their home dates, they'll play Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you will not be able to catch them on a Monday or a Thursday. Um, but again, most of the games are on the weekend, but there are some Wednesday and Tuesday and a couple of Sunday matinees, which is kind of cool. So uh, with the new coach, 
that's uh, that's a great way to start the season. And the motto for the Eagles this year is elevating the tradition. Um, so don't be surprised if you see some interesting things from the Colorado Eagles this year. Yeah, ele- okay. elevating, elevating for sure up there in that uh, altitude up there. Yeah, in that altitude, absolutely. And, and maybe they should have, like, cowbells in your ears or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All right, take us over to Henderson, who you already announced, uh, we think, anyway, had the best um, video performance of uh, announcing their schedule. Yes, that was very good. But you know what was interesting about it is that you watch, you watch some of these videos, and, and they're, it's a fun way to promote the schedule, but a lot of the videos don't actually tell you the dates. They kind of have it in there a little bit, and then you kind of you don't have to go to their website to look it up, which is what they want you to do, obviously. But it's kind of funny. If you look to get when the, the schedule information from the videos, you're, you're not really getting that. You're kind of getting a you know, fun, fun little thing. But still, it's still a fun, fun, fun thing to happen. Uh, for Henderson, uh, we'll go through some highlights there. So they are going to open up. This is interesting. This is their, what, their fourth season now they'll be playing. And they will be starting on the road for the first time in franchise history. They'll play a pair of games to start the season in Des Moines, Iowa, against the Iowa Wild on October 13th and the 14th. So last year, Henderson did not go out of the division at all. They just played divisional games, you know, the nine other opponents eight times. This year they will go out of the division. The year prior to last last season, they did go out of the division for a few games. Iowa's one of those teams they have played before a couple of seasons ago, and so they'll play them again this season. Of course, the Ryan Craig era, his first regular season game as a head coach of the Silver Knights will be in Iowa. So who knows? I might have to make a little trip to Iowa. Always always thought I'd end up in Iowa somehow. (laughs) (laughs) You always thought that, huh? That you would just randomly end up in Iowa. In Iowa. And here I am on October 3rd. What a good place to be from spend Friday the 13th in Iowa, right? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Why wouldn't it? it? Um, Anyway, so we'll see if that works out. But on the home front, they're going to open up the season on the 20th at home against the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, let's see what else. So as I said, they're going to play uh, Iowa. They're also going to play Milwaukee. That'll be another team from the Central Division that the Silver Knights will get a chance to play. That's a team they've never played. Uh, certainly, so they'll do that. Um, they're going to play the Milwaukee Admirals on the 12th and the 13th in, in Henderson, and then they'll go to the Brew City, as they call it, on March 23rd and the 24th. Uh, so again, maybe a, a trip to Milwaukee might be in order then. But uh, <laughs> check it You've always wanted to go to Iowa and Milwaukee, especially in the winter time. <laughs> well, in March, I don't think it would be wouldn't be too bad. Oh, I think uh, it could be. <laughs> it could be. Anyway, so uh, but yeah, anyway, so they'll th- those will be some some matchups going on there. Uh, let's see. So they'll play the other divisional teams like eight times, but they'll only play as a result of playing some uh, games against Milwaukee and Iowa. That means they'll play a couple of teams less. So that means Calgary and San Jose, unfortunately, are only going to be four times, uh, which might be good for Henderson. Henderson seems to struggle against San Diego in their history. Uh, so maybe only playing the goals four times is maybe a, a benefit for Silver Knights, uh, especially playing in Pechanga is a tough place to play. So only having to go there twice might be a, a, a blessing. 
Um, so unfortunately for me, maybe no trips to San Diego anytime soon, which would be, which would, that would be the, <laughs> that would be the ultimate bummer. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bummer. You 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 want to be down here? It's nice down here right now. <laughs> yes, uh, but anyways, uh, as you can see, I'm planning out. I'm trying to plan out my Marshall on the road trips here alive. Yeah, here I, I can see this. that. I can see that. <laughs> it's coming out of hibernation pretty strong right there. Yes, yes, got to come out of hibernation pretty strong. I'll be itching to to get away uh, this season. But uh, anyway, so that's happening. There'll be some back to backs. Uh, there'll be some holiday stuff as well. They're going to do their Nevada Day game, which is something they've become a staple with the Silver Knights. So you talked about a 10.30 a.m. game. You went to an 11 a.m. game, I think it was, last year. Yeah, uh, yep. The Nevada Day game, and they'll, they'll do that again this year with the uh, – with the. Uh, let's see what I'm trying to think who they're playing on that day. But uh, they're going to play on Nevada Day. And then there'll be a few games. Uh, they're going to play uh, Ontario on Nevada Day. There it is, Ontario on Nevada Day. And then they're going to do uh, a few times this year, as they've done before. They call it a double. We like to call it the the what you you coined this term a couple of seasons ago when we when there was a couple of these uh, the day nights double header or day and night uh, double header, uh, and uh, that'll happen a few times where the Silver Knights and the Golden Knights will both play at home on the uh, same day. Won't play at the same time, obviously, but the um, that'll happen a few times this year. Um, on Nevada Day is one of those instances where they'll play at 11 a.m. The Silver Knights and the Golden Knights play later in that afternoon at 3 p.m. Um, they'll also have 3 p.m. start times on the 25th against Tucson, the 13th against Milwaukee, and the 9th against Abbotsford. And then on those same dates, Golden Knights also have games uh, against Arizona, Calgary, and Detroit. So that's uh, that's always fun here for hockey. I mean, I remember was it Nevada Day weekend last year? We had all that hockey in one weekend, and uh, so. I would imagine there'll be a lot of that. Of course, we don't know what the, the UNLV schedule is going to be. So if, if we throw that into the mix, could be a lot of hockey again on several weekends here in Vegas, which we like. Undoubtedly. 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 <laughs> but that's a little bit of, but a little bit about Henderson's schedule. So, again, a, a nice little mix there. And it's cool to see they're going to get some couple of out-of-side-of-division out games too, which which are always fun, I think, for the fans too, to kind of get some new, new teams coming in. Uh, even though we've talked about where a lot of these teams – change personnel all the time so you're seeing new people come in all the time but it's something cool about seeing a a new team and, and henderson having the new head coach as well so that's a yeah that's going to be big news um okay so let's jump over to coachella valley the western conference champion coachella valley firebirds they're going to open in october at home can you believe that october wow. at home that's shocking. at the uh, arena they're going <laughs> to on the uh, 13th, they will host Bakersfield, as we are, mentioned in the Vegas. Are they Bakers sure they don't want schedule. to start on a 13 game road trip uh, again this year? Because I, I'm pretty sure they don't. I it think they well like them last year. <laughs> it did, but I Except, think they like their home fans. I like they. Yes. I think they like the home building, and all of those things that go with it. So they'll play three games in October this year at home. They'll have Bakersfield, Ontario, and Abbotsford. They'll also play three on the road in October at Tucson, San Jose twice. So um, that's kind of a, a slower start, it seems, for uh, October. November is when it really kicks in, about half and half in home games. Um, I, I think they will play almost every day of the week as well. Um, I'm looking to see if there's a Monday game because there generally is. But, yes, yes, there is a Monday game. That one will be against Henderson, of all teams, on uh, January 24th or January 16th. That will be Martin Luther King Day, I believe. So uh, they will play, I believe, every single game, every single day of uh, of the year. They'll play a home game too. So that's interesting. 
Um, the one thing you got to wonder about Coachella is uh, after you have a, a season like they had this year, uh, there's usually a large exodus in players that get offers to play NHL hockey somewhere, whatever it may be. So um, what will the Firebirds look like on the 13th of October, and how will that carry out through the year? Can they defend their Western Division title? Um, can they win the Pacific Division again? That's all uh, interesting things to be watching for during the uh, Coachella Valley season. They will wrap up their season at home on the 21st of April against San Diego, who has become a rival. Actually, uh, Stephen, everybody in the Pacific Division, I think, is rivals now. They're, they, you know, they all don't like each other. Well, well, yeah. I mean, as I said, when you play them eight times in a season, if 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 you're playing just divisional games or six times or whatever, some this year you might even only playing some teams four times. Uh, I think you 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 start to see these rivalries. I mean, in, in the NHL, you play what, you know, you play your divisional games maybe four times, and then you, you play the other divisions and other conference. But in the AHL, as we said, because of travel and everything, you, you mainly play teams within your division uh, with some cross with some crossover in the other division uh, or other conference in some cases, but other divisions certainly. And But otherwise, that means you're playing a team eight times in a season. Yes, you're going to have – there's going to be a little bit of bitterness and ugliness and and uh, and, uh, and, and, and nastiness i guess intensity is the word i'm thinking of right you know intensity between the two two teams uh, because there's so much at stake every game because you're trying to fight for positioning and even to get into the playoffs or maybe you're fighting for top spot or so so, so much uh plus the players are always trying to impress and, and try to make make inroads there to try to get to the next level so there's so much always at stake and yes when you play a team eight times i think it certainly sets up for that yeah, absolutely. Okay, jump us over to Calgary and uh, tell us what the Wranglers are doing after posting the best record regular season mark in all of the American Hockey League last year. Yeah, it's so hard. To, uh, when you think about the run Coachella Valley had last year and they went all the way to the uh, Calder Cup Finals, uh, you have to remind yourselves that it was Calgary that actually had the best record of every of everybody and had the number one seed and then you know, they made a run too and then got knocked out by Coachella Valley. So uh, Calgary, of course, is going to look to defend that and have a, another great season. And they'll have a new coach, as we've mentioned, coming in with also some changes, I'm sure, as every team goes through every, in every season. But, uh, yeah, their season's going to begin also on the 13th of October. They'll play Manitoba on the road to start their season. And then they'll have their home opener on the uh, 28th at Scotiabank Saddle Dome against the Colorado Eagles. Um, Calgary's going to Abbotsford 12 times. So you talk about even playing a rival. You're playing a team in Abbotsford. Uh, of course, it's easy travel there, right? 12 times during the regular season. Bakersfield uh, eight times uh, this season. Also, they're going to play Coachella Valley, Ontario, Manitoba, uh, San Jose, Colorado eight times. Uh, they'll play Henderson, San Diego, Tucson four times. So that's exciting. They're going to play... They'll have the, their longest homestand will be eight games from December 28th to January 12th. And their longest road trips totals uh, seven games from January 19th to February 3rd. By the way, Calgary is not on the top of my list of, of uh, March on the Road uh, expeditions. Anytime, no, so no, you don't want to go I, to Calgary? <laughs> I've heard that press box is really nice. You know, you walk on that, that nice little catwalk as you get into the... <laughs> Going to the Saddle Dome, baby. <laughs> anyways, but, uh, yeah, anyways, it is cool that they get to play in an NHL rink, though. I guess that, that is exciting for them. Uh, but, yes, yeah, 11 games in January. Uh, hey, wait a minute. The Coyotes get to play in the college rink. Doesn't that count? 
yeah, I guess it counts for something. It should be ASU that should be lucky that they're playing in an NHL rink, I guess. <laughs> but, Ooh, boy. Paul Horn's team throwing darts from New York at you right now. <laughs> no, it's we all know it's an a, it's a it's a it's a college rink and it's the coyotes that are kind of they're the guests. They're, they're the, the guests. tenants. They're the tenants right now. Uh, anyways, uh, other notable matches for the Wranglers uh, this year. They'll have a New Year's Day clash at Scotiabank Saddledome with Coachella Valley. Uh, Valentine's Day, what better way to take a Valentine on a date there to a uh, Wranglers game against Manitoba on February 14th. And uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit about Calgary. Again, their full schedule's on their website. But, um, again, we talked about that at the top, the, uh, the rivalries with the Canadian teams. And, again, Calgary and Abbotsford meeting 12 times. Uh, this season, so that's going to make for some uh, fun games between those two clubs. All right, I'm going to take you just uh, up the road from where I'm at in Ontario. I will be in Ontario next week, by the way, uh, doing some prospecting and some sales work. Uh, as the rain get ready to open their season, they'll do so at Toyota Arena um, against the San Diego Gulls beginning on Friday, October 13th, 7 o'clock. They'll follow that up with a matinee. On the 15th on Sunday, 3 p.m. So, um, the things that, that the rain like to do are those matinees and special events. Um, they've had many this season. They'll uh, they'll have some uh, special ones as well, of course, where they have their hockey fights, cancer, salute to service, pink the rink. They have St. Patrick's Day events um, and a full promotional schedule that they're going to announce at a later date. So. Keep your eyes open if you are an Ontario Rain fan. There's all kinds of stuff uh, going on there as well. They, in the AHL, Stephen, and we know this, they put on uh, really good shows. It's, it's about good hockey, quality hockey, but also about what happens around it. And uh, they are terrific at uh, raising some, uh, some really good dollars for some really good causes and i know every team does that ontario i just want to highlight just a little bit on that uh four four home matchups with san diego this year the 13th and 15th of october then again march 1st and 12th and that lost steven <laughs> I'm here. Oh, <laughs> I was leading you into something on that rivalry, and you just kind of left me hanging. Oh, between, that's okay. <laughs> between, uh, between San Diego and, and Ontario? Yeah, it's a little rivalry brewing right there. And, and you said they're only playing each other four times? Yeah. Wow. Four home. Good. No, no. Oh, four home matchups. Four home matchups. In, in eight, so in that four. means eight times. Eight times. Okay. I was going to say that. That seems a little bit unusual because those two teams are pretty close to each other. I think they would. A lot of in some seasons, I think they've played each other like ten times or something. They've 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 played more against them because of I think the travel and yeah, there's a, there's the strong rival between those two teams between San Diego and and uh, Ontario there. So um, those are fun and the other thing. The other thing, Stephen, is that they're really weekend focused this year on their home slate. Yes. Anyway, twenty seven of thirty six matchups at Toyota Arena are going to be either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I was gonna say they have a few on Sunday, right? A lot of teams. They have six, six or eight, well, eight yeah. Sunday games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, I guess it's, I guess they want to do weekend games. I, mean, I think everybody prefers to have weekend dates. Obviously, it's not always a, a possibility. And I think with other teams, you know, you kind of have to. Some teams have to kind of manage their their NHL. They have to kind of work around the NHL schedules, like San Jose or or Henderson, Ontario. You know, the Kings. You know, they don't want to play at the same time or 
as the as the the, the rain or or the NHL club or whatever. So there's a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, weekend games are always. Uh, I think you get people in it, and I know that they draw well in Ontario. They they usually can get some good crowds on those weekend days, and uh, I I've, I've always seemed like they always play. Do so you do a lot of Sunday games? So it's surprised that they have what six or seven that you said. So eight, 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 eight home Sundays, right? So that's yes, that's and uh, a- six, six home Saturdays, thirteen Fridays. So there'll be some times, many so times had- actually, they'll play on Friday and Sunday so instead they of Friday, more Sunday, Saturday. More Sundays than than Saturday games. Yeah, exactly. I think they like yeah, and, that. And so and that's my and that's on my list too of of. Uh, you know that doesn't have to be necessarily a, a big trip. That's a, that's a one day trip or overnight stay in Ontario from from Vegas. It's a three hour drive. So I'm hoping to to get out there this year to to see a rain game when Henderson goes there. Or it doesn't have to be. It can be can be two other teams. But but obviously. Well, well maybe what you have to do, maybe what you have to do, is go go over to the Inland Empire on New Year's Eve for a five o'clock game, <laughs> and then jump on a flight from there straight up to Seattle for that New Year's Day game outdoor <laughs> yeah. game. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there won't be any media stuff or anything the day <laughs> the day before. Yeah, that's right. I, we got to be in Seattle on New Year's. That's right. So that's, uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, that'll be the New Year's Eve contest at five o'clock with Henderson. Won't it be fun if we actually get to do all the stuff that we're talking about this this year to actually go and and, and be out oh, more yeah, this year yeah. and travel? I mean, you're going to be so busy with NCAA that's the plan. Stuff too, so you're you're going to be that. But uh, I'm going to be. I'll be able to do a lot of this and and work around the. The NHL schedule a little bit too, but but try to be heavy on the AHL stuff. And of course, we got to keep some of our ECHA stuff open too. So it's going to be a lot of stuff. Hopefully, that uh, that's why I got to hibernate, Scott, because I'm going to be so I'm going to be putting in a lot of mileage. <laughs> oh, coming up. And, please, and I'm mileage. not. I'm not hibernating. I'm not hibernating. If I don't have to hibernate, you don't have to hibernate. All right, uh, let, let's get rid of that hibernation talk. Okay, uh, jump on over to San Jose. You already mentioned they're going to be hosting the uh, the All Star game. And man, this hour is flying by quickly. <laughs> anyway, I, <know>. <laughs> I mentioned go through the San Jose part of it, and then uh, I've got Tucson, you've got San Diego, and then we'll take a break. See, and then we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to be in San Jose for the All Star game. So I mean, it's just a lot of, and we know how fun San Jose is from our experience there last year. Uh, that was, uh, anyways. But uh, yeah, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna this is the second season of Tech CU Arena. They'll have their home opener on the. Uh, let's see. They're going to open their campaign the 13th and the 14th. That's at home against Rockford of the uh, that's the Chicago Blackhawks affiliate, and it's going to make mark the first time since the 1718 season that the Barracuda will take take on the Blackhawks top affiliate. Uh, they're going to have their longest home stand will be seven games from November 10th to the 25th. Longest road trip will bridge five games on two separate occasions. Uh, so they'll, they'll have that. They're going to play, of course. Um, They'll have nine Pacific Division teams throughout the season, uh, with Abbotsford, Calgary, Coachella Valley, Bakersfield, Colorado, Henderson, Ontario, San Diego, Tucson, and then of course they'll take on Rockford and uh, Texas as well this year. Uh, they'll square off with the Checkers. This is this is interesting. They're going to square off with, and this is not even necessarily in this. I guess they're in the same. There must be. I guess they're in the Central Division, but. Uh, they're going to be with, uh, or maybe they're in the Eastern Conference. I don't know, but they're going to square off with Charlotte, uh, which is the Florida Panthers affiliate for the first time since uh, its inaugural season in fifteen and sixteen, when Charlotte was a member of the Pacific Division. Boy, it just shows you how, how the makeup of the AHL has changed. Crazy enough, but uh, 
and then it was affiliated with with Carolina, of course, which made it easy because it was in both in Carolina there. But uh, the four games against the Checkers in twenty three twenty four will be the first in franchise history against either a Atlantic Division or Eastern Conference opponent. So that's exciting. They're going to play, as I said, two in San Jose against Charlotte, and Charlotte will play two. In fact, Charlotte is. I looked at Char- I looked that up, and and uh, I was thinking, oh, maybe I could go out to Charlotte for a couple of games and uh, and see San Jose and Charlotte, but because uh, I've, I've I've spent some little time in Charlotte, so it'd be nice to go back there. But uh, it it was uh, it'd be cool to. Uh, so Charlotte's going to come out and play two games against San Jose. And then that following weekend, they're going to play two games in San Diego. So they're going to make a nice little West Coast trip out here. I don't know. I think it's in December or November or something. They're going to come out. Yeah, you think that wasn't planned? Yeah, I know <laughs> it's not bad weather in Charlotte, but no, coming but out to the be. West and and, yeah. and, and and finishing up in San Diego, and, that's nothing wrong with that. You, and if you wanted to have a, you know make that one trip there in the year where you come out and play some different teams, you go to San Jose, then you just go down to San Diego and uh, not too bad. So that's kind of cool. But but for San Jose's perspective, yeah, they're going to play a couple of new opponents this year that they haven't played in a while. So that'll be fun. Uh, as I said, that's always kind of cool when you get that opportunity to do that. And, uh, and a nice place to be able to do that in Tech CU Arena, a new, a, a, obviously a fairly new building. And to have these teams come out here and play in that building for the first time will be exciting for those teams too. And, and maybe those fan bases that may want to make that trip. And, and same for the San Jose to to host those teams uh, this year. Okay, I'll take you to Tucson right now. As uh, you already mentioned, he had himself a little uh, t- presentation. A season of fine dining. Let's hope that the uh, the Roadrunners can do that, have a little lesson uh, of fine dining because they're peaking. Uh, I believe they'll, they'll be a strong team again this year. Steve Potvin always puts together a great roster. And, um, it, you know, the Coyotes being a younger team, there'll be some guys there fighting to try to get into that Coyotes roster. And uh, who will be on the, the Coyotes uh, NHL roster, but who doesn't will bolster a Roadrunner team which uh, will play 15 Saturday games this year. It's the most in their team history. And uh, uh, 13 was the previous most, so that'll be a change for them. They'll also have 13 Friday home games, which is kind of cool. And, uh, of course, they mix in with the uh, Arizona Wildcats as far as their scheduling at the Tucson Arena. Uh, the Roadrunners are also going to host San Diego uh, at 10.30 in the morning, October 24th. It's another one of those school bays, they like to call them, where uh, they get a chance to have local students come out the K-8 free of charge on field trip game. It's similar to what they're doing in Bakersfield. So. It's like the opposite of a, of the midnight games that we've seen in the past here with with, uh, with the ECHL team here and what UNLV's tried to do here a few years or other teams. Uh, Liberty University in the ACHA does a midnight game. This 10.30 a.m. start is kind of like the, the complete opposite. Of course, we've seen games started. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's about as early as you'll ever see a, a professional game probably start uh, that, that early in the day, 10.30 in the morning. I'm not sure the players are all gung-ho about that, but they do it. Uh, it's good for the game. It's good for the league. Um, the Friday-Saturday games in Tucson will start at 7. The uh, Tuesday-Wednesday matchup and their home games will be 6.30 p.m., their matinee on Sunday, March 17th, will begin at 4 p.m., and uh, they'll have a 6 p.m. drop on Martin Luther King Day on January 15th when they play the Iowa Wild. So lots of good things happening down in Tucson. They will open on Friday the 13th of October at Texas, play again on Saturday, 
then return home um, Saturday the 21st for Coachella Valley. So uh, there's going to be some we're, good we're going to get good a good matchups. Look at- we're going to get a good look at it seems like Iowa this year and Texas. They're playing quite a few of the Pacific Division teams. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, you're going to go to Milwaukee and where else? Iowa? <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> anyway. Hey, isn't so, that where the, that's where the Field of Dreams was, wasn't it, in Iowa? Yeah, there you go. Find that in the middle of winter. Let me know how that works for you. <laughs> yeah. It looks nice when they play the game in the baseball season. There, okay. at the Field of Dreams. Yeah, good one. <laughs> All right, finish us up with San Diego so we can uh, move on to something else after the break. I know we've we're, shows flying by, but uh, we'll go through San Diego real quick. And it's not to to uh, say that they're not important, but with the time and stuff. And people can go to the San Diego Goals website, look more in depth on their schedule. But you know, some some of the same things we've been saying. Their schedule, they're going to start on the road at Ontario. They'll then they'll play their home opener against Ontario. So three straight with Ontario to begin things. Um, they're as you mentioned, they're going to do the ten thirty a.m. game at Tucson on the twenty fourth. So that and then they're going to do the they're going to do a one o'clock game at Henderson on the 29th. So that's uh, uh they're going to go to Charlotte in November, November 3rd and the 4th. So they'll, they'll play that. Uh, they'll play Charlotte in a home and home. Well, in a home and home series, but the, the other part of the, the home part of that series will be later. Actually, it's later that month. They'll play Charlotte on the 15th and the 17th. So they'll knock out their four games with Charlotte in the same month. As I said, beginning of the month in Charlotte, the middle of the month, they're home against Charlotte. Um, they're also going to host Chicago this year for a pair of games on the, the 24th and the 25th, and then Texas. So that that actually is what's what's interesting about this is you look at uh, I'm gonna, there's going to be a stretch where they're going to play, and I'm going to do some counting on air here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of eleven games will be against teams that are not in the division, which is that's real unusual. The they're going to have the the two games host against Charlotte, then they'll have one game at San Jose, then they'll have the two games uh, at home against Chicago, the 24th, the 25th, the 29th, they're going to host Texas, then they'll go to Chicago to play the Wolves on the 3rd, or the 2nd and the 3rd, then they'll go to Milwaukee on the 6th and the the 6th, then they'll at Rockford on the 8th and the 9th, and then they host Henderson on the 16th, and then they host Rockford on the 20th and the 22nd. So that is a really interesting stretch of games for San Diego where they're going to play outside the division for almost a good good month or so. I mean, I mean that that's uh you know, we've talked about these it, uh, these outside divisional games. So San Diego's the ultimate test of for like one period of the season their most their whole schedule is going to be outside the division. So that thought that's the most interesting thing about the San Diego schedule is that that stretch and and then after and they'll that, do it with a new coach. <laughs> and they'll do it with a new coach, and and then the other outside divisional matchups uh, will be in January. Well, they'll play, they'll host Iowa on the the second or the twelfth and the thirteenth. Then they'll go to Iowa later that month on the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh, and then they'll go to for another game at Milwaukee on the thirtieth. So I mean, again, I mean that's and then the rest, and then from and then they'll be at Texas on the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth. So they're and then they host Milwaukee on the fifteenth and the sixteenth of March. So it seems like out of all the teams, they're, they're getting quite a bit of uh, games outside the division this year for San Diego. So that'll be cool for them. And uh, that'll I mean, be expensive for them too, by the way. Expensive for them, <laughs> yes. And expensive for the teams coming in there, and and some new t- some different teams coming into San Diego this year for what is a, always a a good environment there in San Diego. I know you've seen some games there, and I I hope to uh, to see a, a game or two at some point uh, down the road there. And yeah, it's. Uh, going to be fun there for San Diego this year. 
All right, so that's kind of a quick synopsis of the 10 teams that we have in the Pacific Division of the American 40, Hockey League. only took 40-something minutes to get through that. No, it, and then we did it really quickly. That's not doing justice to it, but we will touch on that uh, throughout the summer before the season. We'll, uh, As you say, we're going to have shows all summer long. So Team and, and go through it have. a little bit more in depth for you before. We'll take a quick break right now. We'll come back. We've got other things to talk about. We've got some coaching things. We've got some free agency. And we're going to finish it up with uh, a quick recap so far of where that Stanley Cup has traveled to. We'll be right back. So when you're Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Vegas Award, that speaks for itself. Whether it's the original location at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Who's old now? After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From ITHSW Podcast, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed it is the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Temecula, California. My co, uh, my co-host, as always, from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Uh, well, Stephen, we say, got you. Always say vibrant, which is true. Not anymore. Now you not say anymore. championship. Championship, which is, now, which is now true. But the, but the city is even more vibrant these days because of this MSG sphere. Have you seen? <laughs> yes. this yeah, I've seen it. I mean, I've, is it real? Is it real? When you're driving down, can you actually see it the way those pictures look? I don't. To be honest, I haven't really been down to that part of the strip, especially with all the construction that's going on. Uh, so I don't go down there. But uh, apparently it's 
I mean, that's real. Looks really cool for the pictures and videos. I think it has. Yeah, that's what like, I want to know. Are those pictures and videos real, well, or I is that some, just somebody's Photoshop and stuff? I think some of them. Have, I think some of them that are thrown out there are are fake. But I think there's some, like the when they did the one that looked like a big basketball for the NBA summer league. I think that was real. I mean, uh, this thing is uh, is really cool. I mean, it's uh, just imagine what what it just makes. But when you when you say vibrant, it it makes me think of how vibrant the city is. But that, thing is <laughs> that was this. Really yeah, that's why I don't have to say it anymore. Now I can just say championship. Yeah, anyway. That also applies. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, we were going to talk about free agency and all that, but I don't think we can do it justice in just no. a couple minutes. So let's let's talk about this new news that popped up this week yes. that the ECHL has approved an expansion membership for Lake Tahoe. Ah, yeah, just, Lake yeah, Tahoe in the wintertime. To kind of bring this up again because I, I have forgotten about this. This was kind of put in the news a couple of days ago. And uh, this is interesting because – this is going to be the the, uh, the 29th t uh, team in the ECHL, and uh, supposedly we we try to cover a little bit of the ECHL too. We we, we brand that a little bit, and and uh, and so uh, this is going to be exciting because they're going to start playing in the 24-25 season, and uh, but this is real interesting because the the team which will be named later, of course, is the owner of this team is very uh, is very well known. In uh, in a different sports uh, circles, it's a uh, 2007 Heisman Trophy winner and former NFL quarterback and University of Florida quarterback Tim Tebow uh, is part is owner of this, along with David Hodges, who's the CEO of Hodges Management Group. Um, the team will be managed and operated by Zarr Sports and Entertainment, which is also the same. They operate also the uh, Savannah Ghost Pirates, uh, which is not the, currently the ECHL affiliate of the Golden Knights. Uh, so that's the question that's going to be interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But the uh, they'll play at the 4,200-plus-seat arena that is expected to begin operations later this month. It's oh, so they're going to play at an Arizona NHL arena. Tahoe Blue Event Center, and it's going to be located <laughs> in State Line, Nevada. And uh, so it's going to be and it's going to be a, an arena that is conveniently lo located at the center of the busy Lake Tahoe area, which attracts more than 15 million visitors annually spurred by skiing, and casinos, of course. Uh, this is going to be real interesting because um, there's two things that I thought about this, and everyone's kind of put this out there. Will this become the ECHL affiliate for the Golden Knights uh, in a year or two, maybe, uh, when they start playing, uh, when, when this team plays next year, because or two seasons from now, not this upcoming season, the season after. And, and will all three Golden Knights teams be in the same state? Now, this team is not currently owned the Lake Tahoe teams owned by somebody else, but that doesn't mean they can't be affiliated. Their affiliation right now is with Savannah, which is, you know, a new team as well. This is their second season coming up here. And they seem to have a great affiliation with them. But now they got this Lake Tahoe team. You know, for a long time there was talk of maybe would there get would there be an ECHL team or some sort of uh, hockey team in Reno. Well this isn't Reno, this is Lake Tahoe. The other thing is is Lake from what I understand and this is this is why I find this interesting is that Lake Tahoe Gets quite a bit of snow in the winter time, so it's it'll make getting to those games quite interesting for for those people up there. So I mean, and people that want to go to games there, but uh, I guess. What it's about Marsha on the road? <laughs> yeah, um, bring I, the snow wanted, boots, my I've friend. I wanted to go to Lake Tahoe in the summertime, not necessarily in the. In the oh, wintertime. okay. Although okay. there's some great skiing and stuff up there, but I'm not. I don't, I'm not. I mean, I I don't mind it, I guess, but um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. But um, but yeah, I think it's kind of interesting and. And and how that will affect the the Golden Knights affiliation circle, or will there be another team in that area 
up there that may latch on to uh to the um lake tahoe team and well you mentioned 29 teams in the echl now with the new lake tahoe one so there's still a few short and uh one that i can throw out there i think would be a great spot would be uh, uh prescott valley they've got the building they've got the affiliation ready they've had the uh the IHL, I believe, and they had the ECHL at one time. Um, will there be another team uh, turning up there? I think that answer will be if uh, the Coyotes are able to say, stay out west. Say, does the Coyote situation kind of hinder that right now? Because there's some unsureness about what the Coyote situation is. If they'll even stay in Arizona, if one of these proposals that or the, one of these ideas that's been thrown out there to some gets get a building for the Coyotes. Uh, will that come to fruition and everything? So, um, well, talk think- right now is at least from Tucson is if they do relocate to uh, probably the hottest location that's been talked about now is Salt Lake City. Uh, I'm told that at least for the short term, they will remain an AHL affiliate in Tucson because there's a direct flight from Tucson to Salt Lake City. Well, you can also go from Prescott to Salt Lake City fairly easily. So. Whether they're in Phoenix metro area, Scottsdale, Tempe, wherever that may be, or um, or you know, say Salt Lake City as the hottest uh, new uh, talking point, um, Prescott Valley be a good spot for ECHL, and we got some catching up to do. We got to get to thirty-two teams, right? Yeah, I think I think that's probably would be their goal to get have. I think there's thirty-two teams in the AHL. There's obviously there's thirty-two teams in the. NHL and I think and ideally the ECHL would love to have uh, 32 teams, maybe a couple more out this way to help with the you know the, with with the Western team. It's funny because you know this used to be a lot more West Coast teams, and then half of the the ECHL Pacific Division became AHL teams like Ontario, Bakersfield, Colorado. Uh, they were all ECHL teams, and then they promoted to the AHL, and and so it, it kind of reshuffled everything and became more of a more of a, a Central Eastern League again. Although there's teams in Utah still in Idaho, but uh, but now they're getting a team in, in Lake Tahoe again, so it's kind of inching its way back out west again a little bit, the league is, ECHL, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I would think maybe they'd want to get to 32 to have the same alignment, um, so every NHL team would have an ECHL affiliate and an AHL affiliate. And and, and have them close, have them close, so they can move them around if they need to. As we say, geography would, would want it, you want to be geography want to be your friend in this case so we'll see what happens but it was interesting and, and just Tebow being behind it that just seems so random because like Tim Tebow it really does I had <laughs> no idea that he had any interest in that but um, it'll be interesting um, he's a, he's a great marketing tool no doubt about that people will come out yeah I mean it's kind of like Grand Fear coming out here in Coachella Valley I mean he's uh, he draws some people and uh Everybody that uh, knows sports and knows hockey certainly knows about Grand Fear. So, um, yeah, Tim Tebow will be a nice draw. So, good news for Lake Tahoe. It'll be Lake Tahoe. <laughs> Lake Tahoe. It'll be a little while until that uh, gets underway in a couple of years, but exciting news. What's interesting is, is, is uh, but, but Tebow, though, he, he, of course, has won two national championships, University of Florida, but um, he has his Tim Tebow Foundation. Uh, his mission is to bring faith, hope, and love to those who need a brighter day in the darkest hour of need. Uh, but the foundation fights for people who can't fight for themselves in over 80 countries and counting. So he is an he's an entrepreneur. He's a five-time New York Times bestselling author, 
So sports broadcaster obviously does some some analyst stuff on 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 ESPN, I believe, in the past or SEC Network. And then he's an investor, including a minority partner in the ECHL's Jacksonville Iceman and also the Savannah Ghost Pirates. So he's involved in that in a minority stake as well, and helping bring professional soccer as well to Northeast Florida. So um, he's he's had he's had his ties in in the league already with these other two uh, teams. So it's uh, and it makes sense because yeah, as I said, the same the same guys that are running the the Pirates are going to run this team, so um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. All right, quick rundown on where the cup is. Where has the cup traveled to so far, Stephen? We just got a couple of minutes, so throw it out there uh, as quickly as you can. Let us know where it went. Well, today it was in Cape. Today it was in, in Massachusetts and found its way to Cape Cod. Is uh, the Cassies are hanging out there? It was their day with the cup, but before that, they had their event. Uh, their event there for um, as they helped launch a foundation for. Um, his her daughter's uh late friend, I'm trying to find the name here is uh, the Cassidy Murray, uh Foundation in honor of their late as his daughter's late friend, and uh, nonprofit dedicated to offering mental health resources and education to those navigating uh, tragically, navigating tragedy. Uh, Murray tragically passed away in a boating accident while on vacation in Aruba in March of 2022. So, um. He's, Cassidy said, I thought I would try to do my part once we won the cup because, let's face it, the cup is pretty cool to have here. Bruce Cassidy said before introducing his daughter in a video that was posted to the Golden Knights Twitter account. So um, so that was cool. They had that today. Um, also, McPhee had some time with it uh, recently on uh, Martha's Vineyard with his family. So that was uh, that was cool. Uh, Misha Donskoff, who has uh, been involved with the Golden Knights organization since season one, of course, is no longer with the organization going forward here, but, uh, but it had his day with the cup and he took it to, uh, to his uh, hockey development thing that he's involved with in, uh, in Ohio. So that it made its way there. Uh, it also was in St. Louis with the Petrangelos. Of course, they have ties there with, with his ties to the blues playing all those years. And of course, um, so they, it found its way on a golf course in St. Louis and then it all began with uh, Nick Waugh and his girlfriend and cat uh, getting it uh, up in uh, in Quebec there in his his home of Amos Quebec, and uh, they had a little parade and stuff too. That was uh, last Saturday, so I'm kind of working backwards here. But that's uh, that's kind of where it's been. It's uh, we don't really get a heads up on where it is it is at or is going to, other than when it's there and after the fact, which is I think there's probably by design in a way. Uh, but we see it on Phil Pritchard's, the Keeper of the Cups uh, Twitter account. We see it on the Stanley Cup account on occasion. Golden Knights uh, social media is putting it out there. So um, that is going on, and uh, it's going to continue to make its uh, rounds uh, this summer. And uh, you wonder if next Saturday it will be here in Vegas for the uh, Battle for Vegas softball game with uh, Riley Smith and Team Riley Smith and uh, Team uh, Max Crosby of the Raiders playing for charity uh, with their team. So. Uh, We'll see, but uh, it's it's cool to see that, and uh, the Cup Tour will continue uh, throughout the summer. All right. We've run over as always. Uh, go ahead and take it away, my friend. All right. Give me one second here. got to pull up the thing here. But, yeah, I think it's always uh, it's a cool thing with that, and uh, and we hope that uh, it's cool to see what the, I think we've seen people drink, eating out of it and, and drinking out of it and and hot dogs out of it and a cat in it and several babies in it supposedly phil kessel did he hasn't had his day with it yet but i guess when they first won it he did have his uh he did have his uh day with or he did he did uh 
he did the uh, he did the hot dog ever. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the, here's the new one from the Summer Skate Studios. This has been the Pro Hockey West Report, brought to you by Summer Skates. Go to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner for personalized shower shoes and koozies for you or your team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Reward member and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort. By Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. Sounds like a great deal there. And FedEx, the official delivery company, IceTimeHockeyWest.com. They're new with us. Welcome to them. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available to all of your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. A new free iPhone 14, that's great. Just as the new one's about to come out, go get the new the new iPhone 14. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, new day. Good night, everybody.